Well, it's certainly not at the scale of what we're seeing in West Africa, and it's confined to, at this stage, one uh, town in the Bwende area in Equator province in DRC. And it, uh, thus far it's affected uh, well, there are 17 deaths, and uh, we know of uh, 15 patients. And we know that uh, at least four samples that we took on Sunday have tested positive for Ebola. So at this stage, we're treating it as a confined epidemic rather than the current epidemic that we're seeing in West Africa, which affects um, a larger, much, much larger number of people and uh, stretches over three countries. Now, yesterday here on AM Live, we spoke to the World Health Organization, and uh, there's been concern over an increasing number of infected medical personnel. What measures have uh, you put in place to protect the team that you'll be sending out into those affected areas? I think it's important to note that NSF has been working in the DRC for the last 30 years, and uh, we've consistently responded to Ebola and Marburg viral hemorrhagic fever outbreaks over the last 15 years. So we've definitely got experience when it comes to isolating uh, patients who are suspected or or confirmed of having an Ebola uh, infection or other viral hemorrhagic fever uh, infection. And so we've we've got the resources and the skills to to deal with these epidemics in uh, more sort of uh, isolated and concentrated areas. Uh, If we turn our attention to West Africa, where we've got uh, over a thousand staff working for us currently, in several uh, isolation and uh, treatment facilities uh, in those three countries. Much of our attention has turned to being very um, uh, conscious and very specific about the infection protocols that we have in place in the treatment facilities. But we recognize also that healthcare workers are also members of a community. And so while we can do absolutely everything in our power to ensure that uh, people are safe in their working environment in these isolation centers, we know that really um, some of the healthcare workers that are actually most at risk are those who go into communities uh, to identify and to follow up on cases. And also, obviously, when they go home uh, and spend time with families, with friends, with other people in their communities, that's really when there is a, a risk, and that's what we recognize them. And uh, the recent outbreaks, uh, you know, we've received reports from uh, medical and relief organizations that uh, their resources have been overstretched. How has it affected your resources? Well, I think we've, we've been active in fighting Ebola in West Africa since uh, March this year, when it started in, uh, in Guinea. So, yes, it is a, it's quite a strain, but we've been able to expand our activities in West Africa. So just last week, in Monrovia, we opened up a 120-bed facility to isolate and provide case management for people with Ebola. Uh, this current outbreak in the DRC, yes, uh, as an organization, yes, it comes on top of what we're already doing. But we're confident that if we move quickly enough, we can uh, we can stop the spread of the epidemic in Gwende uh, and the DRC. But it's not only up to us. It's really also important that there are other organizations that... Uh, uh, make themselves available and provide the, the support that's needed. Just a little point on West Africa, the uh, epidemic response there. We've already started training other healthcare workers uh, from the Ministries of Health and also those from other organizations that have joined the fight uh, against Ebola in West Africa. So certainly we're aware of our limitations, but we're also able to empower others to participate.